you, EBO. Welcome back, everybody. 843, heading straight over to the live line where co-founder and president at the Citizens Council for Health Freedom, Twyla Brace, is standing by. She says she's coming to town in a little bit. What what you coming for again, Twyla? <laughs> well, I'm coming to talk to the group Guardians for Liberty, and I'm going to talk about the problems with health plans and managed care and Medicare and how it's all moving us away from a patient-centered uh, relationship with our doctors and from affordability. And so the problems with all of that, really the problems with corporate socialized medicine, which is what we've got today. Okay. So there is a launch of an innovative cash-based direct pay platform that's going on right now. Uh, the guy who introduced you coming on the line is from EBOMD, which is a concierge, which is what I use. But if I have something major happen, I'm screwed. Well, uh, what we have right now, uh, what we have just launched is the Wedge of Health Freedom, a redesign of our entire site. And so when it comes to concierge care, direct primary care, um, we are really moving forward a parallel healthcare system that, of course, is not going to be in place immediately. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're building it in that direction where just because you have a concierge care doctor doesn't mean that he couldn't come into the hospital. Today, hospitals are trying to keep those doctors out. Mm-hmm. And um, and a lot of uh, doctors who are specialists have a difficult time with going forward into being independent and free. And we really want to help make that happen because we believe that affordability and uh, patient-centeredness all come out of a direct uh, pay relationship with your doctor, just like everything else you do where you directly pay for what you want. When you have the third party in the middle of it, it makes it very difficult. Uh, well, it makes it very easy for that third party to decide what you can and cannot have. So the Wedge of Health Freedom, we just uh, redesigned the entire website. It is at jointhewedge.com. And our whole plan there is to get patients and doctors together in freedom. Uh, and then to move to eventually, we want to actually have cash-based hospitals because that's how it actually used to be. We had insurance that paid us, and then we chose our doctor, and we chose our hospital, and we knew every price that there was. And there's no reason that we cannot go back to that. And that is where we have to go if we want healthcare to be about the patient again rather than all the agendas of the third parties. What happens to Medicaid and Medicare then? Well, medic- so Medicare, so there's a whole bunch of people already in Medicare who have chosen a doctor in the wedge or a, a doctor who might not yet be in the wedge, but they're doing direct pay. And why is that? Because with Medicare, uh, a lot of patients really want a doctor who is in their corner and they want an advocate and they want somebody who might come to their home. Mm-hmm. And so I know that a lot of Medicare patients actually pay extra to get one of these doctors because they want somebody who really cares about them and knows things. With Medicaid, well, Medicaid is what Medicaid is, but the whole idea is to uh, get even the Medicaid folks to be able to have access to personalized care. And I do know that there was a clinic in uh, Tennessee that had like 12,000 patients, and there was about 5% of them that were Medicaid. So the idea with Medicaid is really that we should be moving back to um, not 
coercion because a lot of uh, the Medicaid population doesn't understand that their doctors are much, in a much more coercive situation uh, with them, uh, but really actually helping people who need it when they need it uh, in a charitable and a lower cost uh, pricing, whatever it is that works between the doctor and the patient. Yeah, because I know a lot of people on Medicaid who feel like they're rushing and out like cattle and the doctors don't even really right. care. And, That's right. you know, if if your child has a fall and hits his head really hard, they say, well, he, he, he looks fine to me, sends him out, and then two weeks later, he has an aneurysm, you know, because they failed to do a CAT scan or something. That's that's what worries me about Medicaid and stuff like that. Well, and I would say that the thing that people don't even realize with the whole healthcare system is how much money is being wasted in bureaucracy, mm-hmm. in regulatory grift, as it were. Because if doctors weren't doing all of that, you know, having to do all the recording, all the reporting, having all these extra staff to do all of that, they would be able to uh, have both more time with patients, but also they'd be able to feel and be more charitable toward patients. And after all, the, the practice of medicine has always been a mission. And so what I like to say is happening today is that the mission of medicine is being taken over by the business of healthcare. And for anybody who's in it, even though you have, quote, coverage, end quote, that doesn't mean that you're going to get anything close to care or being or feeling like you're being cared for. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people can't afford health insurance. So this this would make it a little bit easier because you could then choose somebody without all that extra money going to insurance that then only covers 20% of the care. That's right, because they get to keep, they get to take your money, even from the government. They take mm-hmm. the government's money, which is the taxpayer's money, right? And then they have the authority, these health plans have authority to deny you access to care according to whatever they think is medically necessary. Not what your doctor thinks, but what they think, what, what fits in their definition. And denial is sort of like their middle name. Uh, you know, one, I can't remember what plan it was that even had some position called the denial nurse. <laughs> You know, this is not a system that we should stay with. This is the corporate version of socialized medicine. And when I, you know, when I'm there at the uh, uh, Guardians of Liberty event on February uh, 13th, you know, I'm going to talk about this. And I'm going to, I'm just going to say, you know, why we need a way out of this system and how it's it's really, it's really killing the patient care and and, uh, system. And it's really Healthcare is all about the patient. And, you know, if we didn't have a patient, we wouldn't need one, right? Mm -hmm. We wouldn't need a healthcare system if we didn't have a patient. So if it's not taking care of patients, then what's it it doing? Yeah. You know, I'm... I'm pretty cool with with the concierge too because I know that I'm going to get everything at a at a discounted rate because there's no there's no middleman and that's what you're trying to do as well for at a national level. Right, taking out the middleman. Um, one of the things that you will see at the website jointhewedge.com, jointhewedge.com. So one of the things that you're going to see there is we talk about interference free care. So. Now, every doctor can charge whatever they want, and some people will find some wedge doctors more expensive than others. We don't do anything about the price. For us, it's just a directory of doctors who have chosen to go free. So they don't take insurance, they don't take Medicare, they don't take Medicaid, but they take everyone no matter what your coverage is, but you have to bring cash. And that's one of the reasons why we want to move the entire country back to real insurance. That's what we used to have before the health plans. And just like your car insurance, just like your home insurance, it would send you a check. And then you would have all the power in your hands in the terms of cash. And then you would go out 
and uh, figure out who you want to see and what doctor you want to go to. And suddenly you would be the one that was in charge, not the one that's looked at like a burden, taking money out of the healthcare system every time you come in. So right now you're considered a burden, not a patient, a burden. Okay, so I'm trying to figure out where insurance fits in here then, because now they can charge as much as they want for insurance. There's not much we can do about it. No, but but the Affordable Care Act took away real insurance. So there's actually a section in the law that forbids the sale of catastrophic coverage to anyone over the age of 29. And so some states are doing something called health benefit plans, and those come out of the Farm Bureau, but anybody can buy them. And that is closer to the medical indemnity insurance that we used to have that would just pay us cash, and then we could go pick our own doctor and hospital. So that's the parallel system that we're moving towards. So the cash-based doctors, cash-based hospitals, and real insurance. And the wedge is part of getting there. Okay. So I'm still confused how the insurance fits in because they're still going to charge us an arm and a leg for insurance. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. For what they call insurance. It's not real insurance, but I know what you're saying. For the health plan. I'm trying to figure out how it, how it fits in. So right now, Right now or, or in the future? In the future, like with your plan. I mean, oh, we're, yeah. we still in need the, insurance, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. We still have insurance, although some people can't afford it, and that's what charity and charitability are for, and that's how it's always been in the healthcare system. That's why, you know, hospitals were built by churches, mm-hmm. right? That's where they all used to come from, as a charitable mission, a purpose, right? So, yes, we're not, we don't want to get rid of insurance, but we want real insurance, and real insurance pays only for insurable events, the ones that are going to get you into a bankruptcy. And that is very inexpensive. Real insurance is very inexpensive because it's for the, for the coma, the car crash, the cancer, the you know, attack. all of yeah. those things that you really need insurance for. Once you have insurance, real insurance, and you know all the prices because that's what will happen because they'll put them all out there because you've got the cash in hand, then you will not use that real insurance for things like a sore throat or, you know, an ear infection or even a, like, broken toe Mm -hmm. because you won't need it because that will be very inexpensive and it won't be an insurable event. And the prices will be down to the pocketbook because that's what you'll be paying from. That's what everyone will be paying for from because they will have real insurance. And then you can pick your doctor and you can pay cash to your doctor, cash to your hospital. And I'm just thinking about your listeners who have never even heard about this, who don't even know. And sometimes when I give speeches, I ask, who remembers when the health insurance company actually paid you, sent you a check? And it's usually people in their 70s and above. Yeah, because I've never heard of this before. Oh, interesting. Yes, and so this is how it was for years and years and years and years and years until Ted Kennedy, uh, well, until Medicare, that was the first thing, and then Ted Kennedy uh, gave us the HMO Act of 1973 because he wanted to merge the delivery and financing of care into one thing, which, of course, is just the corporate version of socialized medicine. That's what socialized medicine is, right? Mm -hmm. The delivery and the payment all come out of the out of the government, and he wanted it out of a private entity to move us eventually into the government version. So now everybody is used to the health plan. They think of it as insurance, but it's really prepaid care. It's really the corporate version of socialized medicine. And we want to get back to real insurance, which is called medical indemnity policies, which just uh, give you cash to cover the care, you know, whether it's cancer, whatever it is, it comes out as cash. 
And if you're broke and you can't afford insurance, then then what do you do? There's still well, that's still happening today, right? And and so I'm in that situation. I don't have money for health insurance. But real so real insurance is far 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 more affordable than today. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just remember somebody uh, maybe it was fifteen twenty years ago telling me how they had real insurance in North Carolina and it was thirty two dollars a month. What thirty two dollars a month? And he was in his like thirties, right? But wow. it's still, it was thirty two dollars a month. So that's real insurance because you're not well, going to use it. What if you don't have enough money in your real insurance if you have a heart attack? Because they're not going to take $35 at the hospital. Then what do you do? What are you saying? Okay, so let's say you're a young guy and you're not expecting to have a heart attack. Your insurance is 35 bucks a month. You've only been paying for six months. You have a heart attack. You don't have enough money to cover your heart attack. No, 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 because you have the insurance. You just bought insurance for $32 a month. Okay. It's not like you only have $32 a month that they'll give you. They have You're now covered, oh, right? Okay. For, for the insurable event, which is the heart attack. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was like a savings account for health type thing. No, 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 no. It's real insurance. Well, it's this real is very confusing for, for everyone, not just me. I mean, you know it off the top of your head, but everybody else is going, what? So because that's why they, we have to learn it. <laughs> because it's how it used to be. So like we say, we're going back to the future because... Because back how it was, insurance was affordable, prices were known, uh, doctors enjoyed their patients, patients felt cared for, hospitals were charitable, you know, all of those things. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to get back to before, you know, now we have all the third parties who have taken over the entire system. And the patient is just like, you know, has to be there, but they don't have to care about the patient. Yeah, it's right? a nightmare. So, it's actually a nightmare. Right. So we have to go back to how it was when it, truly cared and it was truly affordable and it was truly transparent and it was charitable to those who couldn't afford it. I have one minute left. What are the odds of this happening? Oh, no, this has got to happen. Mm-hmm. This isn't this, is, <laughs> this isn't a choice because the only thing that's going to happen if, if, we don't, if we don't move to the parallel system, and there are lots of doctors who want to, and lots of doctors who are moving in that direction, lots of doctors who want to be free, patients who want to be free, if we don't move in this direction... The only other option is fully socialized medicine, either free of the health plans run totally by the government or the government just contracts with the health plans to run it all. That's our only other option. So yeah. that's why we have to move into freedom. Yes, but will we? So that's, we will. That's, we will. that's what we got to hope for because I had a, I always talk about Tommy, my Chinese foreign exchange student, even the very wealthy sat in a room of a thousand people who were sick waiting to be seen by someone whenever they found the time because they were overrun with, with people because of socialized health care. So, right. Twyla, where do, pe- where do people go to learn more? Because I have 30 seconds. Um, well, if they want to learn more about the wedge, they can go to jointhewedge.com, and that will tell them all about this and where they can find doctors all around the country. And then if they want to learn more about our organization, go to cchfreedom.org, cchfreedom.org. All right, Twyla Brays, co-founder and president of CCH.Freedom. Check it out today, Twyla. Thank you. Thank you. Stay warm. Bye-bye.